I'm in jeans for once, as our teens would say. You're in your casual clothes. I'm in my casual clothes. I mean, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe is currently fingering like the top of her hair and trying to figure out what to do with this kind of tail end, it's this tendril. It, well, never mind. We don't have to talk about my hair, but I'll just say as it's getting longer, I don't know what to do with it. It feels so weird. Yeah, you're learning. Yeah. You're learning new stuff. That's good. We okay. like that. Ex- exactly. <laughs> I need someone to teach a class on how to handle your hair as it gets longer. Yeah. It does not go into a ponytail yet. <sighs> That's a tough transition. Okay. You know what else is a tough transition? Ending this and this. starting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just let's just stop it right there. Let's start it right now. Okay. This is Be Createful, a podcast about how we find fullness through creativity. I'm Joe, And I'm Madison. Today, on episode 48, we are talking about how creativity doesn't have to be complicated. I didn't get a rise out of you from the way that I changed the intro. At this point, I am just riding the wave for whatever you throw at me. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> it's going to be like that game, honey, if you love me, you'll smile. Yes. Where you try to get someone to laugh and then they don't. Yeah. It always feels weird. You're left feeling awkward and... Yeah, doing I hated funny. playing that game. I hated playing that game because a lot of times it dealt with uh, someone touching you. Yes. Everyone wanted to get in your personal space uh-huh. or it had a, a weird connotation to it. And you're like, this, I'm not into that. No. Or so if you're listening and you don't know, it's a game that youth groups play where <laughs> you go, whoever's it has to go around and they say, honey, if you love me, you'll smile. And the person they say it to has to say, honey, I love you, but I just can't smile without smiling. And if they get through it, then the person has to keep going until they make someone smile. And so I didn't like it. One, it puts a lot of pressure on you to be funny. Yep. And I mean, I can be funny. But but people are expecting it. And you have to be funny like in a certain way, like in a physical comedy sort of way. Yeah. You're not in a conversation just like, oh, I've got a cool quip here. No. no. And it's, yeah, because there's no wit. Yeah. You just have to have, like you were saying, physical comedy, which usually means they're trying to touch you or do something around you that's almost touching you. Right. And then it's like girls and guys, you, I don't, I guess you could go up to anyone, but I think we played like if you were a girl, you had to go to the guys and do it. Probably because part of what's funny is like, oh no, it's awkward. Someone of the opposite gender is trying to touch me. And uh, that was not my jam in high school. Well, or then I just, you know, think, why is no one picking me? But also, oh, I don't want anyone to pick me because I don't want to play this stupid game. Uh Uh-oh. What are we talking about today? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was because I keep changing the intro and I wanted you to laugh and you didn't. I need to go back to normal. I didn't like that one. It was over the top. <laughs> what if that's the first one someone listens to? If this is the first oh. podcast that you're listening to, just know I'm, I don't start it like that all the time. <laughs> Did you put something extra in your coffee today? You are, you're talking a mile a minute. Oh. No, just regular. <laughs> just regular coffee. Okay. So we were talking, what we're supposed to be talking about is making creativity uncomplicated. Right. So what does that mean? Well, first, can I say why we're talking about this? Yes, please. Do I have permission? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, yes, Madison. you do. <laughs> um, so y'all might not know, but we made a coloring book. Ah. Um, my friend Meredith illustrated it. It's beautiful. It is amazing. It's lemony. It's, create- it's createful. It is createful. Uh, you can buy them for $10 on our website. All of the proceeds go directly to Make Do because it was also sponsored. So it's like just an amazing... Amazing all around. Okay. But on the back of it, I list out three reasons why we made the coloring book. And the third reason is that creativity doesn't have to be complicated. I should have grabbed one so I could read it. Mm -hmm. But the gist is coloring, picking up your favorite color and filling in blank space on a page counts as creativity, even if it doesn't, you don't think that it does. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be as simple as coloring our coloring book (laughs) or any coloring book. Yeah. Or doing a paint by numbers. Right. Like that counts. Well, and we also mentioned it because there was another, um, there was a lady that you listened to on The Lazy Genius who does cross stitch and yes. has started to pick that up. Yes. So my dear friend Kendra <laughs> on The Lazy Genius had s- w- listed in things saving her life right now creativity in this cross stitch that she had done and that she didn't think that she was crafty. Now I'm 
taking words out of her mouth, but the gist of it is that she made, did this cross stitch and loved it. And so like it was, took her a long time and it was not super complicated, but it counts. Yes. So I guess today we're wanting to convey that there are all kinds of creativity that still count that you may not think that counts. Exactly. We want you to enjoy the creative process in whatever capacity that is. You don't have to go at, you know, a raw lump of clay or a blank canvas to be creative. Right. So where I decided we need to start, and I didn't tell you this. <laughs> oh, no. What makes something complicated? <gasps> I wrote down what makes things complicated. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is one of the rare moments Never mind. where... I did tell Madison. No, this is where no. I started. <laughs> One of the rare moments where we're actually on the same page. Okay. So the first thing that I wrote down was um, what complicates creativity is choice. So there's like too many choices, like so many colors, <laughs> so many kits. Am I doing this the wrong way? No, you're doing it exactly right. I'm just laughing because this is my pitfall when it comes to make do because particularly buying fabric, I want people to have every option so that they can find like exactly what they're looking for. Yes. And you're right. It's too many options and it, it makes it hard for people. Yes. Which like when I have the kids, sometimes I limit them only to the scrap bucket because then we can avoid the 30 minutes it takes for them to figure out what fabric yes. they're picking. No, that is um, a good one. Too many options definitely yeah. <laughs> can make it complicated. Yeah. I wrote down like too many variations, colors, styles, like, oh, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do that. Maybe I should, you know, there's just too much stuff. And like, sometimes you just need to. So it could be a matter of like not knowing where to start. Yeah. Then. Exactly. Or if you know what you want to do, but then you're like kind of stuck figuring out, well, what do I want it to look like? And you know, there's all these different colors. What it, And it can just get overwhelming. Yes. Okay, I wrote down supplies as well, but I think that it can be almost in the reverse of you're saying too much. And it could be that you just don't have what you need to get started. Mm. Or you don't know what you need to get started. Um, and this falls a little bit into the episode we did about being a beginner, but that can make it complicated. Just the actual tools that you need to do the thing. Yeah, because you get inspired and you're like, mm, I want to be mm -hmm. crafty. But then you realize, oh, I need this certain icing tip in order to make the cookies that I want, and I don't have it. Right. That can be a real downer. Right. What's another one that you've got? Uh, time. Oh, yes. Because there's a lot of creative things that require several hours. Right. Here's an example from my personal life, and it's not to do with being creative, but to do with yard work. I have copious amounts of leaves that I need to get rid of in my yard. And... It's, I know it's going to take days because there's so many and I am by myself. Like mm -hmm. Pip is not very helpful when it comes to putting leaves in a bag. Um, also, if you're listening and you have tips for what I should do to get rid of my leaves, please let me know. Because it also feels super wasteful to like put the leaves in a bag. into the bags. Yeah. Okay. That is a different podcast. But <laughs> yesterday I was teaching class last night and so I went home for a few hours during the day and I just got started and I almost didn't because I thought I'm going to have to take a shower after this. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I wasn't planning on taking a shower, but then I needed a shower, if you know what I mean. Hey, that's good. So um, anyway, but I, I probably worked on my yard for like an hour. And hey, there's less leaves on the ground. <laughs> Just getting started. Right. But so a lot of things do that. That time factor is what can make the project complicated. Oh, yeah, because then you have to figure out, you know, what time am I going to be able to do this? What needs to still get done even though I'm doing this other thing? Mm -hmm. And if you've got other people living in your house, do they need things for me while I'm trying to do this creative thing? Well, so that brings up the point that sometimes if we're talking specifically about creativity, we see it as an extra, not as a priority in our life. And oh, yeah. a lot of times the extra things just keep getting pushed off to the side. And so it feels like it's a lot more complicated to get started. So last night we taught a quilted stocking class and a few of the women were talking about how their sewing machine is like in the back of a closet. Mm -hmm. And so to get get the sewing machine out is complicated. Just that part of the process. And so then if you're only going to sew 
for 30 minutes, but it takes you 30 minutes to get everything in and out. It seems like it's not worth it. So then you just never do it. Oh, I hate that when you have to drag things out, but then immediately afterwards you have to put them away, which is why my house is so messy all the time. Same. <laughs> all right. Um, one of the things I put down was pride can make cre- creativity complicated. Interesting. Yes. Um, so for me, this looks like... Um, if I'm going to do this, it needs to be me from start to finish, from design phase uh-huh. to like the execution to like all the finishings. They all need to be made by my by the sorry by me. The bias tape needs to be handmade by me. I need to design it. Otherwise, it's not a creative process. I'm just following what someone else told me. Right. Yeah. So then you end up making the project. This is similar to something that I was thinking. You end up making the project a lot bigger than it needs to be. Yeah. If my end goal was, I just want to, I just want to sew today, but then I'm like, well, I need to do something that's me from start to finish. Then I've made, I've gone into time. I need more time to be able to finish it. And I've made it bigger than it really needs to be. Right. I, I think that we also tend to just have these arbitrary measures that we use to decide what counts and what doesn't. Yes. Because I think a lot of people, if I said, hey, coloring in this coloring book counts as being creative, then they may think, well, yeah, if you're five, but not for me as an adult, or that, well, it only counts if I'm trying to be meditative while I do it, or, you know, but it does still count, and there's no arbitrary way of saying this counts as being creative and this doesn't. So if we feel like if we're going to spend the time on it, then there needs to be some sort of measurable like skill that we're getting out of it. Oh, look, I've gotten better at shading or look, I've, I've improved my art skill somehow by being in, by doing this coloring book as opposed to just having at it and enjoying the process. Well, maybe that's one way we make it complicated then is we're attaching productivity to something that is not meant to be have any, doesn't have to be productive at all. The productivity in it is that you got to go through the creative process. Right. That's what you're getting out of it. You're getting value from creating, yes. not from producing. Yep. But, but see, that's where it gets a little blurry because creating could bring to mind making something which mm-hmm. is producing. But that's not what I mean. When I say creating, I just mean playing and exploring creativity. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So. Any other things that you think make it complicated? Yes. Um, It kind of falls in line with what you were saying about restricting yourself or limiting yourself. Um, I can't make another blank. Like if you've already made five of whatever thing, Uh if you like making it and you're like, oh, I can't make another one. I've already made five. Make another one if you Uh want to. Don't limit yourself. I was just in someone's office this week for a meeting and she got really into making mushrooms out of a bowl from the thrift store and like a vase. And you take the bowl and you glue it upside down on top of the vase and it makes it this cute little toadstool. It's really cute mushroom. And she said, I was obsessed with them. I made so many and I had to stop buying bowls. Yes. Because she just, sometimes I think it's really fun when you find something like that that you just get obsessed with that thing and you just keep making it over and over. That's actually a good way to help keep it simple. Yeah, because then you get to you do get to try out different variations. Mm-hmm. You've limited your scope by I'm only making mushrooms. Mm-hmm. But then you get to figure out finding those bowls and like figuring out all the different colors. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Well, and that really opens up a new way to explore creativity too because once you do something over and over, you're no longer learning how to do that thing. And so it gives you more freedom to play and to see what works and what doesn't and to be creative. You know, we talk about that a lot at Make Do. You, people are learning a skill. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to both learn a skill and create something at the same time because you don't know what's possible. You don't know what's not possible. Sometimes that's a benefit. But anyway, that is a good thing about doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. If you just hit it and quit it with each and every craft that you do, you'll never get to experience what it's like to, um, like you were saying, play around, 
enjoy mm-hmm. the different variations, get good at it, and kind of get that sort of high every time you finish mm-hmm. something. One more thing I wanted to say that makes it complicated is just the number of moving parts in a certain thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes things have to happen in a certain order. And if you get caught up on one, then you're kind of stuck. But sometimes it's just the the sheer number, like the amount of things that are involved in a project. So like what would be a good example of that? So, you know, a lot of the work that we do, our creative work here in the studio together, like if I'm trying to work on something and then I keep throwing things at you, like Mm -hmm. I have an idea and you're trying to execute it, like building a gingerbread house for the gnomes in the window. And then I keep saying, what if you did this? What if you did this? What if you do this? And then there's so many, and then the gingerbread house keeps falling down. So then we have to fix it. And then we have to, you know, just the number of different moving parts of the project can make it complicated. If you keep, again, if you're making that project bigger than it needs mm-hmm. to be. Oh, I hear that. I have, oh, go oh, ahead. No, you. Um, I have one more. Um, doubt. I don't want to make it if it'll come out bad. You don't mm-hmm. want to like gamble that time and have it come out not looking the way that you want to. But again, we're not looking for the product. We're more interested in getting you to a place where you can experience the creative process. Right. And so if you are dealing with doubt, that's where maybe that's not the project to do right then. Yeah. Pick something that you've done before or something you feel marginally more comfortable with. Right. So when my sisters and I hiked the John Muir Trail a few years ago, we, it was 230 miles and we did it in 21 days and we talked. That sounds exhausting. Okay. Well, here's what I want to talk about, about that. Yeah. We got up. First of all, we had two changes of clothing, basically, in our pajamas. So, like, we had no choices. Our choices were very limited. For lunch, we either had tuna in a pack and tortilla or we had beans in a tortilla. Like, that was it. Those were our options. I didn't like bean days so much because trial farts. But anyway. And you all slept in the same tent, right? Yeah. (laughs) And one of us not me, was way stinkier than the others of us. Anyway, okay, that's beside the point. (laughs) So our, all of the things we just listed were off the table. Yes. Like everything had already been planned. We knew exactly where we were going because we just kept walking on the trail. Yep. Um, We had only the clothes on our backs, Mm -hmm. whatever. So in that case, it was really simple. Now the trail itself was hard. So I think that there is a correlation between hard and simple like the actual thing we were doing was hard but the way we were living around that was very simple Mm -hmm. versus things being easy and complicated so our life off the trail was a lot easier but because of the things that made it easy also made it complicated Mm -hmm. so I just want to make sure that we're not, some things you do in creativity are going to be hard. Hard in the sense that they're, it's that, hard to get you to do them or that you find the skill difficult. The skill is difficult. Okay. So maybe that's a better way. Like there's a distinction between something being difficult and something being complicated. Sometimes yes. those overlap and something can be both difficult and complicated mm-hmm. or it's complicated because it's complex. Yes. But complexity and something being complicated are also not always the same thing. You know, I talk about this with my kids' classes when they ask me, is this easy? And I tell them, it's simple, which is why I picked it, but you're learning and so it may not be easy for you. Right. I I like to use the word straightforward Mm -hmm. or it's there are not a lot of instructions or there, you know, but you are learning this. So you're going to have a hard time. Yes. Yeah. That is an, it's an important distinction to make because a lot of times I think people think, oh, this should be easy. Why am I having difficulty? Yeah. With when, what they really mean is this is simple, but I'm having a hard time getting through it. Right. And I think when I was kind of brainstorming, my thoughts around this process, it's less to do with that and more to do with the ways that I am complicating things. Yes. So yes, some things are hard, 
difficult, complex, but that isn't necessarily the type of complication that... That's not the only type of complicated we're talking about right now. Yes. Here's an example. Okay. Uh, every year when we have to decide how we're going to do our Christmas decorations at Make Do. And so it's not difficult. No. There are a lot of moving parts. Yes. And I, a lot of choices. Right. And so we over, we make it complicated, but it's not because it's complex or difficult. Yeah. It's just because... I have really high expectations and we just make it yeah. complicated. Once we once we figure out what we're doing, we can execute it pretty well. Right. It's just the process of getting there. Right. Which is what makes cre- I find can make creativity really difficult is when you're trying to make all of those decisions of designing and figuring mm-hmm. out all of the supplies that you need that can really complicate mm-hmm. the um the process. So another example I thought of it has to do with you. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, At the beginning, and I think you are like 1,000 times better at this, you were making the kids' projects too complicated, like too big. Oh, yes. Um, And so the Minecraft class comes to mind. So Madison was making, because Minecraft is very pixelated, so we were going to use plastic canvas and yarn and make something with the plastic canvas. Essentially, it was like going to be like a cross stitch. Right. And Madison was like, we can make this whole box. We can make a mm-hmm. cube. Well, a cube has six sides. So Madison was going to have to do plastic canvas like six sides and then sew them all together yes. to make a box. And each of those sides is 16 by 16. So if you can imagine how many 16 stitches. 16 by 16 spaces. Yes. So if you can imagine how many stitches those kids would have to do. Right. And so I came in and I said, how long have you been working on this? Yeah. And it was way too long. It was like an hour and 30 minutes yeah. or something. I said, this is too much. Just do one side. It doesn't have to be any, but see, then you were like, but what is it going to be? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be anything. You're just teaching them how to do this. And it's about, it's Minecraft camp and you're just doing this and they're going to do whatever they want with it. Yeah. I've even simplified it further mm-hmm. since then. We don't have them stitch every square. Um, I just try to get them used to counting. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get so hung up on, well, the goal is to eventually get them to be able to cross stitch or sew or whatever. But sometimes the projects that you make in between that are very simple and don't seem like that they have a lot of value. But those are the stepping stones that you use to get to the skill that you want to get to. Or even if it's not the skill, you know, you saying, but what's it going to be? Well, that's not the goal. The goal doesn't have to be to like make something that you can walk away with. And we actually struggle with that a lot at Make Do because we want people, if they come to take a class, to leave with something. But um, that is one thing I've challenged myself toward because people were wanting more advanced sewing and quilting classes. But more advanced means more time to have a finished project. And so we introduced this year our technique series where people come and just learn a technique and they don't actually make anything. And people love it. Yeah. Like I was making it too complicated thinking we had to work through a whole project. Yeah. It's it's tough when you're trying to figure out um, how to get someone to a place where they're like, yeah, I want to come take this class and enjoy it and leave with something. Mm-hmm. When sometimes what you leave with is the creative process. Right. And being around other people and maybe learning something new, but definitely stretching your skills and all of that. One thing that has helped me address my issues of making things more complicated than they need to be, two things. One, uh, when I'm delegating something to Madison, I realize how much I'm asking. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes I don't think that I do. But I wouldn't ask you to do all of the things that I would be willing to do for a project Mm -hmm. because I value your time (laughs) more than I value mine. Oh, that's so weird. Like, why do we do that to ourselves where we don't value? Well, I can tell you why I do it specifically in this area because one, I'm a workaholic and make do is my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you do other things. Yeah. Make do is not everything. Yes. But make do is is my baby, mm-hmm. so I love it. But also, I'm like, make do is not Madison's baby. Yeah. However, I mean, I do I do pour a lot into You're like make, make do's do. Aunt. 
I'm the I'm the cool <laughs> aunt of make do. Um but yeah, there's other things that I enjoy doing in my life as well. So the other thing that has helped me, besides yeah. not uh, thinking about it as what would I ask you to do, is COVID. Because things couldn't be complicated with COVID. We didn't have the resources. We didn't have classes. We, Or when we needed to offer something new, it had to be quick. Yes. It helped me get over my perfectionism a lot and realize that actually simple Things that are simple move faster. We can get it done faster. I don't have to make this so complicated. Like I can move forward with something even if it's not completely finished. Um, so figuring out how to launch something small and then let it grow along the way. Yeah. You know, it's, you touch on um, how COVID has affected us. What I what I think fits in well with this conversation is the kits that we launched mm. because I think that also like our kits really do help with making creativity less complicated. We do try to offer as much choice as possible, but we can't fit our whole inventory into one little bag. That was also a big barrier to us to do kits in yeah. the first place was me saying, Oh, but people aren't going to get to choose. Yeah. But we have yet to have someone be like, oh, I really wish I had this. Mm -hmm. um, but I think about it every time I pack a little gnome bag. I'm like, oh, I'm limiting them to only four colors, uh -huh. which by the way, you only need three, yeah. but we give you an extra one just, just in case. Just because we couldn't. Yeah, not. just like what, what if there was this one fabric that they don't yeah. like and they want a different yeah. one? So you do have a little choice. Yeah, but yeah, it's just... I do like the kits because it takes that element of like choice and you all away and well, to some extent it limits it. And it also allows you to follow along with somebody else. Well, and it's a, a lot of the decisions are already been made, like you said. So, um, you just, you get to actually focus on the creativity and you have everything you need. Yes. March really, this, this podcast is just an advertisement <laughs> for the kids. I mean, I would say in a, in a grander scheme, I think this is why I've always enjoyed craft kits in general and why I still choose to pick them up even as an experienced crafter that I am. See, that's so funny because I never do. Really? Uh -uh. I've never bought... No, I've never bought a kit. I've never bought fabric. So you can buy fabric... Um, that's already cut up in five inch squares and it's called a charm pack. And so it has all the colors or all the fabrics from a certain line already cut up. And I maybe purchased a couple of those when I was first sewing, but I didn't use them together. Oh. So I'm going to give you a little, just a little backstory. Growing up, my parents always like always bought me craft kits and I always use that as a jumping off point for the new thing that I was obsessed uh -huh. with. And I think that's just continued into um, my later years because what I like about them is that you have everything you need, yep. even if you don't have, even if you already have the tools and all of those decisions are made. So now I can just sit down and enjoy the creative process. Yes. No, you're right. And I just think it's, I just think it's really fun. Plus you get to experience a craft that you may not otherwise uh -huh. um, get into. Uh -huh. Like, you know, maybe there's a UV resin craft that you want to try out. Well, if you get a kit, it has everything that you need. Right. And then if you don't like it, well, you haven't gone and bought everything individually. And sure. Because that. that's the first barrier. Yes. And that's what we were trying to limit for people having classes in the studio. But then with kits, we're able to do that even more. Mm -hmm. And in a limited capacity, there's only so much we can do. Like if you want a UV resin kit, you're going to have to go elsewhere. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Mm. But we've got some really cool stuff, like our embroidery. Oh, I just I'm looking at our embroidery kits right now, waiting to be picked up. And oh, again, the hand embroidery. Yeah, what I like about them is that even though we give you all these color palettes, you can still use them in unconventional ways. Mm -hmm. The kit's yours; you get to do whatever you mm -hmm. want with it. And the embroidery, particularly, is learning a skill. Yeah. Well, and it's just oh, embroidery is just the best. It's it's so much faster than cross stitch which I love. And you can pretty much draw whatever you want with thread. Mm -hmm. So if you can sketch a heart, you can, you can embroider one. Uh -huh. it's, it's just fun. It's so cool. And it's portable. Sewing's not very portable. Yeah. Big sewing like quilting or garment sewing. Yeah. Like, no, any sewing. How are you going to, you can't sew in the car with a sewing machine. Not with a sewing machine, but I have hemmed a dress in the car. But you I, know have I don't hem things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything by hand. 
sewing wise. Oh yeah. That is complicated. No, it's simple. It's just difficult. Right. And time consuming. (laughs) I don't want to do that. Give me the sewing machine. (sighs) Do you have any other thoughts for Um, this stage of our conversation? Well, I just had a few things of like the few things that I turn to when I want uncomplicated create creativity. Okay. Um, so, um, I trace a picture and I paint it. Yeah. Which I love doing that. That, That's what we did for our portraits that we painted in the, that are in the hall. Everyone's always impressed by them. And I said, yeah, everyone who, who it's a picture of, they painted their own picture. Uh They're like, whoa, I could never do that. I'm like, yes, you could. But that is an example of having an arbitrary idea of what creativity is or what counts. Yeah. And tracing the picture is fine. Yeah. Who says that that doesn't count? Like I've traced a picture of my husband and I, and I'm like going to like watercolor it and do all pretty Uh things. No one, no one would know unless I told them. And I'm also not selling it and trying to lie to people and say, oh yes, I, I drew this all by myself. I'm just enjoying the process of painting. But also tracing, I think you can be transparent with your process and say, I do portraits. I trace it so that it looks like you and then I paint it. If you like my style, here's like, yeah, I mean, if you like, here it is. Yeah. Um, so again, that there's a sort of like authenticity that's coming out here as well. Like, you know, yeah, I did use a pattern when I make this dress, but that doesn't mean I wasn't creative while I was making it. Right. So the thread, the thread, (laughs) the connecting thread there is an idea that something doesn't have to be original. Now, I'm not talking about copying people's work. No, no. Not that, but that you can aid, your creativity can have aids. Yeah. A pattern. You don't have to make it up. Yeah. You can trace something. You can use reference photos. It and doesn't it, have to close your eyes and imagine something and then develop it. Yes. Um, yeah. You're not limited by... Yeah, you're not limited to be like, oh, I'm not a real artist unless... No, just enjoy the creative process. Right. Enjoy what you're doing. Um, yeah, I put down, like, I pick up cross-stitch or embroidery. I love kits. One of the weirder things that I did was I made an eyeshadow palette, which was awesome because... Wait, you, like, made the eyeshadow? So, basically what I did is... This a, sounds complicated. <laughs> it's It's really not. <laughs> so, basically, I bought, like the little miniature metal pans for eyeshadow uh-huh. and like a palette. And then I found a place that did loose eyeshadow. And so what I did was I learned how to press it into little cakes, into the pans. And then I made like my patty own little cake, patty <laughs> cake. <laughs> and so I made my own little eyeshadow palette of my own curated colors. No, I didn't make the own, my own eyeshadow or like make the box that it came in, but I was creative in the colors that I got to put together. And how you put them together. Yeah. Love it. So that was fun. And then I also put on there um, baking because I think that's a great creative mm-hmm. outlet and finding a new way to wear something that's in your closet. I love that. Like, I'm doing that today. Yes. Joe has wearing these cool pair of teal blue pants that she made. They're really super wide leg. And so I always feel weird wearing them because I'm short. So then I think it makes me look like shorter and bigger. I don't really see that. I think it matches your big personality. Bam. (laughs) You got these big flowing pants. It just looks really cool. Yeah. So I've been wearing them. This is like the fourth different outfit I've worn this (gasps) week. You're right. Oh, man. If you're a longtime listener, you know I wear one outfit all week. (laughs) She's been changing it up on me. Dying. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, just like quick little creative things that you, that I'd like to do to kind of like get those, get that feeling, that creative process. Well, that, can we move into how to kiss creativity? Okay. (laughs) I, Joe said this to me earlier and I was like, what do you mean? Like kiss Kiss complication goodbye? (laughs) She goes, no, that... KISS stands for keep it simple, stupid. I was like, oh. But we'll change it to silly because we don't want to call it stupid. So we'll be like, keep it simple, silly. Yeah. So here's how you keep it simple. Joe, (laughs) how how we kiss creativity. Oh, by the way, speaking of kissing. Okay. Oh, my (laughs) word. What are we talking about here? So when I was younger, younger, even now, anytime that there was kissing on TV, my dad would make this sound. (laughs) Okay. So it just changes the atmosphere. When there's kind of a breaks scene. the tension, you right. might say. So I was at a friend's house. They have a 
a daughter that just turned 11, I think, or not. I don't remember. Anyway, but there were, we were watching a movie, and there was a kissing scene in the movie, and I w- was ex- waiting for that sound to happen. And then oh, I realized, no. oh, it's my dad that makes that sound. And <laughs> I wasn't with my dad, but because we were watching like a, a family movie, and there was kissing, and there was a kid, I would just expect it. Okay. So anyway, we're going to. Oh, uh, that is so was strange. A, a tangent that had nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm right. blaming it on my pants. Uh, because you're wearing crazy pants? Yeah, so it's make, it's giving me crazy brain. First I thought it was your coffee. Now you're telling me it's your pants. Just yeah. don't pull out a pair of underwear from the leg. <laughs> the that legs that are might too be wide. It would already have fallen out. <laughs> that only happens in skinny jeans, Madison. Oh, my word. Okay, here's my first tip yes. to kiss creativity. Okay. And you already touched on it. Yeah. But do something small on purpose. Do something that lets you enjoy the process and that lets you save your energy, whether that's your decision-making energy or your actual physical energy or your energy on wondering if you're going to like the way something comes out or not. That's interesting. Okay. So when you say something- You just said that this is what you do. I'm I'm trying to think. Okay. So- um, so you say keep it small. Does it does that necessarily mean that the that like the time that you're spending on it is kept small it or like be. or maybe no, the I supplies that different. you use? I I don't think small has to even be have anything to do with the size of the project or the scope of the project. It's just you're ta- you're limiting it. So okay. you are taking out all of the things that are making it complicated. Like you just said when you want a simple craft what do you do? You bake, you cross stitch. Yeah. What was the other ones you said? Like Oh yeah, like getting a kit of some sort. Right. So you are limiting yourself on purpose. You are doing something small on purpose. Even oh. if you bake like 60 cookies, that's not small. But but, but the thing you chose to do might be small <gasps> compared to I'm going to make Elsa's traveling coat from Frozen 2. Yeah, that wasn't exactly a small project. So that's what I mean. Okay, I've got gotcha. you. I didn't know why you, you were questioning me when I was saying exactly what you just said. No, I know. <laughs> I just wanted I just right. wanted some more clarification okay. yeah, on I'm that. With you. Okay. Um to go along with that, pick something that you can complete in one sitting. Mm. So like I, I so basically what I'm saying is Make keep the scope small. Mm-hmm. So if you only have a limited amount of time this holiday season, if you can only just eke out like painting one ornament, you know, drag all that stuff out, do it, and then put it back, you know, in one night. Because sometimes if we like stretch out a craft, it can really overcomplicate it. So sometimes it's nice just to get that little mm, of dopamine when you finish it in one sitting. Right. Similar to something I had, which is to set a timer. So you don't even have to finish it. Mm-hmm. But you can just say, oh, I have a little bit of time and I want, you know, I want to make creativity a priority right now. So then just set a timer. You don't have to finish something either. Like you can just take that expectation off the table and just get started. I, I want to piggyback off of this though, because mm-hmm. it's something that I didn't write down and I'll forget. In a time like this where you're going to paint ornaments, that's a perfect yeah. example. So give yourself a place to put that supplies that isn't up. Mm. Like, or if your sewing machine is in the back of a closet, but there's a sewing project you want to work on, then for the duration of that project, give your sewing machine a different place to go so that you're not having to put it all the way up and get it all the way out. And I know depending on people's spaces and the, you know, your lifestyle, that will look different for different people. But if you're talking about ornaments, just get a basket, put all of your supplies there, and then you can just stick that in a corner or shove it under the bed or whatever so you can get it out a lot easier than having to dig through everything. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Oh, there was something that I was going to say and now I can't remember it. I talked too long, sorry. Can you remind me of, of the tip that you just said? Set a timer. Just setting a timer. Oh, what was I going to say I said that, that you don't have to finish. Oh, yes. Um, well, I was thinking about your leaves and how you, you know, you started on that but you didn't oh. necessarily have to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so I'm working on a Christmas skirt right now. Not for a tree, for me. I was about to ask. Could you please clarify? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been known to take a Christmas tree skirt and wear it. Um, but I haven't had a lot of time for it, so I've been like working in 30-minute increments. And let me tell you, I'm shocked at how much mm. I get done. As opposed to when I normally get like a Saturday where I'm like, oh, I can sit and sew for like three to four hours. Right. 
but doing those little bits, I'm actually getting through it. People talk about that with reading. They're like, just set a reading timer and read every day and you'll finish so many books. Oh, so <laughs> earlier this morning, I was proud of myself. I went and worked out. Um, but I was having a hard time doing these leg lifts. And Richard's like, see how many you can do in 10 seconds. I was like, okay. And so I did. He goes, all right, now rest for 10 seconds and then do it again. Uh -huh. And I did more like over that process of like resting and stopping uh -huh. and starting than I would have if I was trying to do like a certain amount of sets. Right. And I was just like, this works. Right. So that setting a timer thing, it's genius. Well, yeah, because then you know there's an end. Yes. And you can rest in between and you know you're going to go back to it. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, okay. One of my tips was grab a kit. Maybe it's ours. Maybe it's not. But just... Or ours and someone else's. Or ours and someone else's. And just accept the fact that you are still being creative mm -hmm. even if you're doing it out of a kit. Mm -hmm. um, you you don't have to use the kit like it tells you mm -hmm. to. So if you want to play around with it, that's up to you. Um, but... It just kind of gives you a peace of mind of I have everything that I need. I'm limited on my choices. And um, this is something that, especially if it comes in a box or a bag, if you're not finished with it, you can stick it back uh -huh. in the box or the bag. Right. Oh, it's great. Limit your options was another one that I had written down. And so a kit is a great way to do that. Or um, if sometimes if I know I want to sew and kind of play with fabric, but I don't know what I want to do, I'll just pick... Uh, fabrics that I want, know I want to work with, like a new fabric we got in or mm -hmm. something like that. And so I just go ahead and pick that. And then I say, okay, I ha just have to l limit myself to these supplies and I have to, I'm just going to play around with this right here instead of looking at all of them. Sometimes those limitations are fun. Mm -hmm. Like we've talked about how I give you fabric challenges mm -hmm. or just, so sometimes limiting yourself is a good mm -hmm. thing. And our coloring book has, uh, tips on the inside, like little creative challenges for when you have the creative ho-hums and mm -hmm. you are feeling stuck. And one of them is to limit yourself to just three colors. Because sometimes you get just overwhelmed by all mm -hmm. those choices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And no matter what Madison says, you can pick your favorite color every time. Yeah, that's, that's okay. I'll let you. You have my permission. One of the challenges might actually be to choose something that is not your favorite color. I don't remember if that one made it in or not. Yeah. But you can make it your own challenge. Mm -hmm. um, going along with all of this is don't shame yourself. Don't, um, again, if you're following a recipe or a kit, don't shame yourself into thinking that it's not a creative process because it is. If you are, if you're shaming yourself because you're like, mm, I don't really trust my skill. I don't think I'll do a good job. Quit that. It's not about... It's not about how good it's going to look or if it's totally your idea or original. Just get into it because you're going to enjoy that process. Mm -hmm. So, My last one, and we already talked about Kendra from the Lazy Genius, but two Lazy Genius principles I think play into this. And one is to name what matters and one is to start small. So both of those I think help to decomplicate it. Decomplicate, <laughs> simplify. Anyone? We make up our own words on this podcast. Oh, okay, but that's a good example. I couldn't think of the word, so I just picked a different one. Yeah, just made one up. It's okay. You can do that. <laughs> We're wordsmithing here. Yeah. So naming what matters is going to help you simplify. Why are you wanting to do this thing? Is it because you need to make the skirt? Or is it because you're wanting to be creative and just have, or is it because you want to do something creative with your kids? And so yes. you want to spend that time with them, but it's the decisions that are getting in the way. Then naming what matters and saying, no, it's the time with my kids that's important. And then you go from there. Yeah. That was actually one of the main things I wrote down on here. I said, goal, you just need the creative process. Right. Like that was, that's the big point. Yeah. So. We're naming what matters here. Uh -huh. Being creative. So you say that there was two principles. So name what matters. Uh -huh. What was the Start other one? Start small. Start small. Yeah. So just do a little something. Do a little kit. Do a little sewing. Uh -huh. Do a little whatever it is. A little baking. And you get to decide if small means something small enough to be accomplished in one sitting. Mm -hmm. Or does small mean a small amount of time and then I will come back to it. It's up to you. Yeah. Creator's choice. So... 
in in a sense, it's kind of funny to me that we're talking about like sometimes in order to you know simplify things, you need to limit yourself. But in some ways, it's kind of freeing to do that to limit yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like having a budget. It's just it's just so strange how we have these uh-huh. like dichotomies uh-huh. that play with each other. Yeah. Right. Well, because we think that freedom means the ability to do anything we want at any time, any way. That is kind of a weird, maybe American view of freedom. Yeah. When that isn't, like it doesn't have to be that way at all. So if if you're talking specifically about having a budget, for mm-hmm. me has been so freeing because now I don't have to feel guilty or like weird about money. Mm-hmm. Like every time I spend money because no, I have a budget and I can spend my money however I want. Like I've, de- here's what it is. I've already decided how I want to spend my money. Yep. And then now I'm just spending my money mm-hmm. like I've decided. Yep. And if it doesn't fit into my budget, then it's not really what I want. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Perfect. <laughs> Done. Everything should be so simple now. So your lives are all simple and you don't need to look, yeah, you just don't need to work on it anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. So quit working on that and everyone come to my house and help me get rid of all the leaves. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, what is your sweet this week? Um, my sweet is that my skirt is really close to being done, like unexpectedly so. Whoa. Very rarely has this ever happened. Where I'm like going, normally when I'm sewing something for a goal, I'm like, oh, I have all this time. I need to finish. So is this a skirt to wear on Christmas or during the Christmas season? During the Christmas season. So the sooner you get it done, the more days you can wear it. But I wasn't really like limiting myself to like, oh, I need to have it done by this certain day. But it's getting done. Are you going to wear it on Monday? I might be able to. I might be able to wear it tomorrow. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Because I tried out a little something new. Not only did I, you know, set, you know, basically do it in 30-minute increments, but I also was trying to learn how to insert a placket. And so I learned how to do that. Look at you go. Yeah. Feels good. Uh, tomorrow, which when you listen to this will be a few passed. days ago, yeah. is uh, the Jolly Jubilee and Cersei. Yeah. And there's going to be a chocolate gravy contest. If you haven't heard of chocolate gravy, I'm sorry you're missing out. It's I'm just, sorry, the contest is over. Yeah, the, the contest <laughs> is over. You've missed out. But it's it's just a delicious chocolatey sauce that goes over delicious carbs. So it's so good. Yeah. Uh, do you want to ask me what my sweet is? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, if you love me, you'll tell me what your sweet is. <laughs> my sweet is that the coloring like is here. It's crazy cool. It's so awesome that we were able to um, work with Meredith and produce something that is just very emblematic of both us and her. Uh It's really cool. Yes. And Madison made huge crayons out of pool noodles. Oh, yes. They aren't functioning. They're decorative only, y'all. Please do not come in color with my (laughs) crayons. I will be very mad at you. (laughs) They're so cool. I just, I have not been this excited about a project in a long time and... Uh, my enthusiasm is like leaking out of me. That's actually that could be why I'm a little amped up. That, that might be. It kind of makes me think of back when we were, we first launched the gnome kits, and you're like, I want giant gnomes. So yeah. I think every time you're obsessed with something, I'm gonna have to make a giant version of something. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. What should I be obsessed with? What no, please need? don't. <laughs> Y'all tell me what we need a giant thing of, and. It will be my new obsession. Oh, boy. And then I'm going to have to make it. So pick something easy, people. <laughs> be kind to me. Okay. Um, yes. Okay. I gotta. Oh, I almost forgot about what my sour needs to be. Ugh. Okay, I, I have a down. sour. Okay, what's your sour? Um, I, in my enthusiasm, have been, like, not... Kind, like not treating people the best. Oh. So it's a personal, I'm my own sour. I think like we all know that people are complicated. Speaking of complicated. Uh, and we expect relationships to be complicated and stuff. But when you're the one that you're like, oh, I messed up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of. It does kind of sting. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, that's hard. I, Especially because, you know, I like to be the best. So I want to be the one that never messes up. Yeah. Not like in a it needs to be perfect kind of way, but in a, well, how could I possibly mess up kind yeah. of way? <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. So then if I did it, it must be it must be the right way. So it's like your fault that I am upsetting to you. <laughs> but that's not uh, that's, that's not, not real. always how, no. no. So yeah. human perception. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm struggling to get a car because the chip <gasps> shortage is my sour. Yeah. So Do I need to start coming to pick you up? No. <laughs> <laughs> we can no, carpool okay. medicine. Yeah, but it's just going to take a while for me to get a new car, unfortunately. The car that I want. So Right. Yeah. Y'all just need to know that Madison redyed her hair at home and it looks like she has feathers. It looks like you, the way it's pulled up, it looks like yes. you have blue feathers coming out of the back of yeah. your head. I love it's, it. My hair is just long enough to kind of manage it into a bun, but the little blue ends stick out. So I feel I like a peacock. It. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I got colorful for the coloring book. Uh-huh. Color Me Createful. Yeah. Color Me Createful is the name of the campaign, y'all. Yeah. And my nails right now are all different colors. <laughs> they look like Skittles on the ends of her fingers. Yeah. So anyway, we're just so excited. If you are listening to this before Christmas and you need stocking stuffers, teacher gifts, my sister, I can say this because uh, she, I don't think the people that work at her childcare listen to our podcast, but she got coloring books for like all of the workers at her childcare. Or if you need something for you uh-huh. to just relax and enjoy, we yeah. have a um, one of the options or a couple of the options that we have come with colored pencils. Uh-huh. So you can just open up a book, crack open those pencils and just uh-huh. enjoy we it. We have a video coming your way taught by a professional teacher of art. Oh, she's so good. Her uh, voice is very mm-hmm. soothing. About coloring, pen- colored pencil techniques. So you can like really level up your coloring game. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about it. That'll be cool. I love it. I love I it. I think I mentioned it last podcast, but one of my fondest memories with my mom is like coloring coloring books with her on the plane. And like she was an adult woman uh-huh. who was coloring with me and I loved it. So maybe there's some memories you can make with our coloring book this season. Yeah. Or Scrappy Gnome. Oh, man. Uh, Last year I made Scrappy Gnomes with my my husband's family. And it's so funny how different they all turned out. Yeah. One of them was a Gandalf gnome. Oh, that's hysterical. From Lord of the Rings. It was wild. The gnomes are fun. I like seeing what everyone does with them. Yeah. I don't remember who sang last time. Um, I think it was probably you because you came up with like a really cool song. So that means oh. I've got to do it. And I, mm, well, let, let's see if I can figure out something. Um, Does it help if I give if you, you a beat with my shoulders? <laughs> She's like, oh, Joe's over here like dancing yeah. and stuff. Um, let's see. Um, oh, maybe it should be something to do with the coloring book since it's so wonderful. Um, Color your way to a good day. Color your way to a good day. The sky is blue and the grass is green, but you can color it any way you want it to be. It's <laughs> perfect. Okay, I'm no longer going to sing. It's only going to be Joe from now on because she's got great songs. All right, bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you to my dear, dear friend Craig Hudson for our very createful theme music. You can hear more of Craig's music on Spotify under Craig Hudson. That's Hudson with a T. Or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes. Also, be sure to connect with Make Do on Instagram at Make Do Create or on Facebook at Make Do Cersei. And visit our website, makedocreate.org, for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things. We'll be back here with another episode next Monday. Have a good week, y'all.